Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lions TV, we are sponsored by Regal Elevators and Lifts Consultants Limited, a company that is owned and operated by a Millwall fan, just like every single one of the sponsors you can already see on the screen. If you are going to do a bit of business in 2023, then please keep it in the Mill family by checking out all of our sponsors' website links in the description below. This is your post-match analysis video for yesterday's very, very shattering, I'm going to go with, 1-0 home defeat against Southampton at the Den. Our dismal form in SE16 continues but as we've just found out a new manager coming in hopefully he can bring fresh ideas as always let's kick off the show by taking a look at the 11 the interim manager adam barrett picked in his final game in charge to start the match and barrett went with an unchanged side from a team that drew 2-2 at watford last time out it was his last game in charge i am going to praise him once again because i do really feel he's added something despite not getting a win i think it's three draws and a loss, he definitely has, has raised the players. And I think yesterday, again, that result, not really the result, maybe more the performance, because they come around where we sit in the box pre-game and they hand out a slip. Um, and you, you predict what you think the score's going to be. And uh, they went, someone filled that in. I said, I'm not doing it. And then someone else went, it's going to be 3-4-0 Southampton. And then someone else coming after that actually picked the pen up. And they said, that still hasn't been done, the prediction. And someone went, I'll do it. Come on, who's going to do it? And someone wrote 3-0 Southampton. So maybe not the result, um, but the performance I thought was very, very good. Honestly, we got completely outclassed. We couldn't get near Southampton other than the chance to hide an average I'll get into in, in a minute. But I don't know what people was expecting. They'd come down for the Premier League, big club, been up in the Premier League for a long, long time, probably sort of 10, 15 years now. Could stand to be corrected on that one. And they get expected to go back again under a good manager, Russell Martin. He loves to play football. He did it at Swansea and he's now doing it, plus getting the results at Southampton. He'll be one of the favourites to go back up at the minute. We're in turmoil without a manager, ageing squad, fresh ideas needed, this hoodoo hanging over us at the den. So I thought that we did everything we could in the circumstances. I thought the players put their bodies on the line. I thought they dedicated everything to the calls. I thought they showed real togetherness. Um, so I must say, yes, they didn't look fit. I don't know how, how people can get that from that game because they give everything they got. And when you're chasing the ball instead of in possession of it, believe me, it's a lot, lot harder to, to keep up with play. And I thought they did that. They hunted in packs. They pressed Southampton every opportunity they could. But Southampton, I mean, look at some of the players adding their starting 11 alone. 
I mean, on paper, as we know, Zian Fleming is our record signing about 1.6, 1.8 million. Allegedly, Casper the Nor is our record signing. 2.4 million, but as we know, Millworth give us an undisclosed fee. In contrast, Southampton paid 15 million pounds alone for their goalkeeper. Walker Peters, 22 million. Ryan Fraser, who scored their goal, 4 million. Carlos Alcaraz, 15 million. And then on top of that, Kaladin Sulemana, another 18 million. The list goes on and on. I don't know what people were expecting was going to happen yesterday. I think we did everything we could. We was going to be out of possession for long periods. Whether we lost the game or not, we knew that. We don't always have a lot of possession in Southampton under a Martin, especially always do. They bought 3,000 fans, of course, filled the top and bottom tier. We had a sold-out home end. Of course, it was the club's memorial day. It's good to see the uh, boys from the armed forces in our box. At half-time, I purchased a few yesterday. Don't want to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, look, really, really good, I thought. And I thought... A lot of people say we like Watford, we'd have won that under under Rowett. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have got that performance out of the players, the endeavour, the desire, the millwallness, the grit, the kickballer can bite. We wouldn't have got that from Rowett, I don't think. And that's why I do think Adam Barrett's definitely adding something to it. Ironically, we probably had the best chance of the first half. Bart was outstanding yesterday, and he is very up and down at the minute with his performances to be expected. He knows he shouldn't be our number one anymore, but he, he's doing what he can in the absence of Matijah Sarkic. And they had a couple of early chances. And look, we wasn't great in possession, but we, just, we couldn't get near them. We could not get near them. They are a level above us, and that, that is a fact confirmed with the possession, with the club, the budget, the size, the structure, the transfer fees they paid. So I was happy with it, and I'm sure Barrett would have been. We went into half-time at nil-nil. But as I said, the actual best chance at half-falls to us, ball into the box, we know that, especially against teams like that, the only way we can really hurt them is going to be set pieces, and that's exactly what it comes from, free kick into the box, Cooper gets there, heads it back across goal, and Harding is almost too close to the goal, he's underneath the ball, and he's header cannons off the bar, almost three goals in three games with big wins, I think that's as many as he scored in his career until this date, but other than that, I couldn't tell you what the goalkeeper was like, as I said in my full-time reaction, he was popping the ball like a cultured central midfielder, they were doing some things that I've never seen um, like, you know, centre-backs taking goal kicks, place kicks, even though the keeper's standing there knocking three and four-man triangles, beating the press and um, getting up over into the pitch. But even though they did that, they didn't really hurt us too much in the first half. As I said, a couple of shots straight apart. Um, and it was it was strange to see the way they played, but it is the new way in football. And as we know now, Joe Edwards is going to be our manager. Hopefully he can implement that style. I'm still not sure if I'm completely on board with it, but it does seem to be the way to go in a way and the mark of a successful side. So, come out for the second half. Again, you know, we did run out of steam a little bit, but I felt Southampton did as well. Their intensity dropped slightly. Substitutions were made. Honeyman and Norton Cuffey went off, and Amaku and Longman came on. So, I didn't really feel there was much wrong with the game plan. It was just tired legs. George Honeyman hasn't played a lot of football. Coaches come back from injury. Ryan Longman's not long been at the club. And, uh, you know, I thought we did everything that we could have done. They eventually got the breakthrough. They had more chances in the second half. A really good save from Bart down low to his right. Um, he did make a good one, actually, in the first half. The one he tips over the bar. Um, he gets a slight touch on that. But I didn't really feel they peppered us in the goal areas. But I'm not taking anything away from Southampton. I thought it was a really, really good side. The best we've seen down there so far this season. You know, losing 3-0 home to Leeds, 3-0 home to Swansea, 4-0 away, maybe right that one off, home to Reading in the Carabao Cup. But I thought that was the best side we've seen down there this season. I thought that was better than the other two sides that tanked us 3-0 in the league. 
And I thought we definitely held our own, but it's just the, it's the way we lose it. Right at the death, cut back from the byline. Harding gets there and blocks the first shot. And this did happen a couple of times yesterday. Like, he was getting blocks on shots or he was getting tackles in. And then loose ball, slight bit of fortune for Southampton. was always running back to one of their players. And that's exactly what happened to the goal. He crosses it back in from where he pretty much did in the first passage of play. And it's tapped over the near post. Flair's coming on the pitch and all sorts of the Southampton fans letting themselves down there. But look, I don't have an issue with what happened yesterday. I think Adam Barrett got the absolute best out of what he had to work with and the team that we had to play against. Southampton, absolute miles in front of us in class. And unfortunately, that is the reality of it. Other than that, I don't really feel that there's a lot else to say. It could be quite a short post-match analysis. What are we on? 11 minutes of recording right now. So by the time they get cut down to an edit, probably about eight or nine. But yeah, look, it is what it is. It's done and dusted. I want to take that off to Adam Barrett because I think he's done very well in a very difficult situation. However, I would now like to see him leave the club and that's nothing against him. He's been a good servant. But with Edwards coming in and Myers as his assistant, we just need a complete overhaul, complete fresh new ideas. But it is going to take time under the new manager. I'm pretty sure of that. Give him time. He's got to get to January at least before he can start making changes. I think the first changes he's going to make are in the back line if he's got any money to spend because, you know, we're not that bad up front, maybe a little bit potentially light and struggling to keep people fit. Midfield, we've got Savile, we've got Denor, we've got Fleming, we've got players that can play, but we definitely need, if we're going to change the way we play, I mean, we might not, but I do feel we are under him. I can't see it's going to go any other way with the time he's coached and the, the level he's coached at and the teams and the managers that he's worked with. So I think come January, he's going to change the back line, change formation definitely, maybe for now. But will it be a case of him having to work with what he's got in, in, in the meantime? We've seen Adam Barrett try to do it. And I still think we'll be all right this season. I still think there's teams out there worse than us. I think we've got a good bunch of players. And we wait and see. Things can only get better, surely. But the den, dismal, disastrous depression continues. <laughs> And yeah, that's your lot for this post-match analysis. I'll be back tomorrow for a Den Debate podcast streaming from about 8pm in Lions TV Towers. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions.